Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy, on a small planet called Gekonia, east of the Albino Hills and south of the raging Lucistic River, comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. Uh, good evening, Gekonians. Uh, this is Dave, your host. Today is November 5th, uh, 2013. Um, as you guys know, I am going to be doing extra episodes, and we're not just going to be sticking to the once-a-week format. Occasionally, I will be doing two shows a week. I'd like to get to the point where we're doing at least one extra show or two extra shows a month. Um, we already have guests scheduled all the way into 2014, which is really cool. And... Um, this episode is a special episode uh, for Matt Baronic of Sassabic World of Reptiles. And he was on with us. Uh, he was my co-host this past Sunday with Marsha McGinnis' episode. And uh, Marsha McGinnis is going to uh, co-host his episode. So it's kind of like um, Marsha and, and Matt again. Now, this episode is going to be devoted entirely to Matt and what's going on with his operation. And we're going to delve into some of his history. His history. Uh, in the gecko community, uh, so I think you guys will like it. I don't have a script tonight. I'm just winging it. It's um, like I said, it's just a special episode. So right off the bat, I'm going to grab my co-host, Miss Marsha McGinnis. Marsha, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. I'm back. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Glad to be on again tonight and reverse the roles a little bit with. Uh, with Matt on the other end now. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fun. Um, did you did you happen to go for a walk in the woods and have any Sasquatch encounters? No, but uh, I had good dreams about them. Did you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside joke, by the way. Maybe someday we'll tell you about it, but I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Um, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go and uh, bring Matt on. I just want to make sure that this is uh, his phone number because there are a bunch of people listening and... Let's see. One second, everyone. Yep, that's Matt. Okay, cool. All right. Matt Garonic from Sassabek World of Reptiles. You're alive on Gecko Nation Radio. What's going on, Matt? Oh, not so much, guys. Uh, hi, Dave. Hi, Marsha. Uh, hey. Everything doing, uh, going well with you guys. Cool. Is your name pronounced Baronic or Baronic? It's Baronic. Yeah. Okay, so I am saying it right. Yeah, yeah, you're saying it right. Actually, most people say it wrong, so you're in the uh, the definite minority. I used to cool. say it wrong until okay. I heard you actually say your name on one of your videos, you know, and I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I'm actually uh, pretty used to it. It's, uh, uh, you know, definitely a little bit of a harder name to pronounce, I guess. All right, how about a little bit of, uh, let's let's go to the, to the rainforest of Gekonia here and have a little ambient... Is that too loud? No, that sounds pretty good. All right, Matt. We're going to get right into stuff. A lot of people know you in the gecko uh, world. You're a big player. You're a big name. Um, You're a very, very good breeder, very knowledgeable. You know your stuff. Um, You're basically one of the guys that put a lot of these combos and morphs on the map. So why don't we 
uh, start with, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history uh, in Geckos, how you got involved in all that? Um, well, uh, to, to be honest, like, it, it, it's definitely been, you know, quite a long road. Um, wow, the, the rainforest is actually kind of distracting, isn't it? <laughs> I like, know, I'm turning, uh, I'm turning uh, it off. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like actually focusing on the freaking sound more than anything else. Um, I know. So, um, all right. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's one of those things that it was, uh, I mean, as a kid, um, I definitely had a lot of fish tanks growing up. I, I really wasn't into reptiles uh, right off the bat. Um, it, was, it was more tropical fish. I was really into um, to, to cichlids, actually, was, was my fish of choice. Um, it's a, definitely a, a large family of, uh, you know, tropical fish that you can have a, a huge variety of different, uh, you know, different colors and, you know, sizes and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. from there, it kind of uh, went into, I started working at a pet store. Um, from the pet store, I started to get into reptiles a little bit. Um, you know, got into bearded dragons, and I think I had, you know, a couple pairs of leopard geckos at that time as well. I mean, this is back in, like, uh, you know, 99, 2000, 2001 type of deal, um, whenever, you know, everything was still still kind of new. Um, and then, you know, I, I sold off everything um, because I was going into the military. Uh, went into the military and, uh, you know, wanted something for my dorm, because um, I, li- I lived in the dorms, and I was like, ah, maybe I'll just get, like, you know, go to Petco, see what they have. And, yes, I, I was one of the guilty parties that my first uh, leopard gecko getting back into this was from Petco. Um, so <laughs> this, is, this, this can actually be, uh, you know, this is what can happen to you if you get, got your leopard gecko at Petco is uh, you turn into, you know, a, a breeder that has a thousand of them. Um, but, uh, well, it's anyway. a, you know what? <laughs> hey, Matt, real quick, I just want to say that for all you people out there that are that have gotten your first gecko at Petco, if that's what it took to get you involved in leopard geckos, I think it's a good thing. So, yeah. you know, some people, you, you know, yeah, some people that really like leopard geckos eventually find out, wow, there's a whole new world out there of amazing leopard geckos beyond Petco. So it's like a gateway uh, type of animal. So for that, for those reasons, I think it's pretty cool. You know. Good. Definitely, definitely, and yeah. uh, it, it was definitely a, a gateway to me um, because, you know, I got one and then I got two, and I was like, oh, let's look into, you know, seeing more about these animals, and, you know, the the more I looked into them, did the research, um, you know, that's whenever I actually, you know, found uh, a, uh, you know, a, a small hobbyist um, by the name of A&M Gecko, and, um he just had the most beautiful animals that I've ever seen. And it literally turned into, um, you know, I I wanted to get something, you know, prettier, like one that was, you know, more expensive than, you know, they they just looked, you know, so much better than, you know, anything I've ever seen at Petco or anything that I've ever seen before that time, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. And um, it, it just so happened that he literally was, you know, two hours away from me. And um, the more I talked to him on the phone, we became friends. And it, it's like Marsha said in our in our last uh, our last episode that that's the way it was back then. It's like everybody talked on the phone, they became friends, and then you know, uh, you know, things led into other things. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I I got my first uh, you know couple animals from him and. I mean, uh, Alberto uh, would actually, uh, you know, let me do payment plans and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I of course, was, 
you know, spending more money than I probably should have been on, <laughs> on leopard geckos at that time. Um, and, mm. you know, the, the cool part was um, I used to go to the White Plains show before I ever vended at the White Plains show just to pick up my animals and, you know, I'd be the one of those, you know, guys out there an hour before the show standing in line be, so I could be the first one in the door to go look at everything real quick and make my decision so I could get the cream of the crop of, you know, what, what was for sale. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of funny now that, you know, that I look back and, you know, that I was, you know, so crazy to get in the door, like, first and all this other stuff. And, you know, now that I'm on the other side of the table, like, you know, stuff doesn't go that quick. I mean, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, some time to look around for the <laughs> most part. Um, so, but, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of a, a kid at that point, And, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, just what I did. And uh, from that point, uh, we had... Um, or, you know, I, I probably had about 20 or 30 adults and was basically breeding for the first time, and that's whenever the fire happened. Um, and, uh, you know, I lost pretty much all my whole collection. There was only a, a few animals that actually survived the collection, um, out of the collection. All the eggs died, all the babies died, all the racks were melted, um, you know, lost all my personal goods, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, that was definitely the turning point, um, uh, well, one of the turning points in, you know, the, the my leopard gecko career um, was, you know, if I wanted to do this, you know, I had to take it, you know, more serious. And, you know, at that point it was all in or nothing type of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even at that point it, it wasn't totally all in. Like it, that, that definitely evolved later but it was, you know, more serious about it at, at this point. Um, right. And then that's, that, that's definitely whenever Alberto, you know, reached out to me and asked if, uh, you know, I wanted to become a partner um, in A&M Gecko. And, you know, definitely I was like, wow, he's, you know, one of the best in the world. Like, I, I got to do this. I jumped at the opportunity. And, you know, from there, um, you know, definitely worked with Alberto for, uh, it was probably about two or three years that, um you know, we, uh, that we work, you know, our separate collections. And then, uh, then I moved to New York City. Uh, we put the collections together. Um, and I started taking care of the full collections, um, you know, itself. Uh, probably two, it was like the middle of 2008, uh, 2009, whenever I lived in New York. So that's whenever I was taking care of the whole collection. Um, then in mm-hmm. the summer of 2009, um, that is, uh, you know, whenever I moved the collection to Pennsylvania. Um, but, you know, like we were kind of, you know, saying before back in, you know, 2008, 2009, whenever I was actually living with Alberto, you know, that's whenever a lot of the, you know, the drama and the gecko forum happened and, you know, whenever, you know, me and Marsha didn't like each other and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it was... Uh, Are you going to tell them why? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, I, it doesn't I, matter. I, no, I wasn't just. Yeah, yeah, I, no, no, I didn't no. mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. Uh, I, I was a stubborn young lad that uh, you know definitely, it, uh, and and still am. A, you know, stubborn and you know very fiery, and you know I definitely don't take a lot of stuff from people, and um, you know the the uh, the powers that be of Gecko Forum. Um, I was bucking the system for sure, um, and. Uh, you know, and it and it it was you know a super long story, um, you know, 
with, with everything. But, you know, eventually I was like, well, you guys can basically kiss my bum. And I showed my bum to the world. And, um, yeah, my bare bum to the world. And, you know, they were like, okay, bye-bye, see you later. And I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, then that was probably the second major turning point where I was like, okay, well, now what am I going to now what am I going to do? Um, and it was basically, uh, I had to find another avenue because yeah, I I'll knew that that was the only I'll avenue. I'll tell you what happened too. It, <laughs> I was the administrator for that website for about four years and, uh, um, he he kept getting banned, and he would come back under a different username, and then get banned again. And then I I, I don't know how many times do you think I banned him? I don't know yep. what at least half a dozen. Oh, I don't know about oh my god, Marsha, come on. Well, okay, let's just say I I knew about a I knew of about a half a dozen of your um your names the, the usernames yeah, that you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. You know, it, it, you can't just have one name these days. So, no, no. Um, it happened, and basically, it there was kind of a, a little bit of a division there between certain people um, at that time, and it mm-hmm. was like, well, how how can I make something bigger than what they are doing? And, and that was kind of the well, let's see what I can do. Um, and that is whenever the the video started. And, um, you know, the Facebook thing didn't really happen quite at, at that point. Um, that there was definitely the videos first um, because mm-hmm. YouTube came out and was, was more popular before, before the, the, you know, the, the Facebook craze actually happened. And, um, you know, that's whenever all the videos started to be made. Um, and if you, you look at the first ones, they were absolutely awful. I mean, me, like, you know, downstairs jamming out to some music, like, while I'm cleaning gecko poop. And, but it, it started something. And it was, um, you know, you, you start to get a lot of feedback from it. You, um, you see what works, what doesn't work. And it was, nobody really else was doing it at the time, um, other than, like, Snake Bites TV and, you know, a couple other, uh, you know, um, a couple other, like, you know, big-time reptile people like Ralph Davis and, and stuff like that. And I saw those guys doing it, and I was like, that's, that's how, you know, the next thing is going to happen is with, mm-hmm. with YouTube. And mm-hmm. um, then, you know, right around that time, that's whenever, and even in the videos, like, uh, you know, that's whenever I had to move from New York to Pennsylvania, um, and that's whenever, like, I, I, you know, went back to college and... Um, I uh, got married, and, you know, a bunch of life events were happening around that same time. And then there was also the the, the kind of weird transition of, um, you know, the, the partnership was kind of dissolving with uh, me and Alberto at that point. Um, and, it, and it was no fault to either one of us. It was, you know, literally Alberto was just burnt out. Um, he had an extreme millworm allergy, which, uh, you know, made it, to the point where he couldn't work on the animals at all. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where we, we we both decided that, you know, and, you know, he, he had mentioned selling the business uh, for a couple of years previous. And, you know, I didn't want to sell it because of all the work that I put into it and all that stuff. So I was like, 
you know, mm-hmm. why don't you just let me, I mean, and I even went to him, and I was like, Alberto, we're great friends, like, you, you know, you were in my wedding, like, what price would you feel comfortable selling the business, like, you know, the whole thing to somebody? And, you know, he gave me a price, and I was like, well, what if I give you half of that, and I just buy your half out? And, and that's, and that's basically what happened was that, um, you know, he, he gave me a price and, you know, we, we worked on that agreement and uh, basically bought out the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So from, from that point, it turned into, well, I, I can't be A&M Gecko anymore because it's not Alberto. Like, I got to be myself. Like, I got to, you know, it's got to be, you know, at, at that point, mine and, you know, run the way I need it to run. To, to for me to succeed with it, and that's really whenever the Facebook thing kind of started um, was a- around that time, and um, you know at first I was putting you know the like certain geckos on my personal page and stuff like that, and just kind of just kind of feeling the waters with that, and you know that's whenever you know a lot of people like started to like friend request me and stuff like that, and I was like you know I don't want a lot of these people that you know, don't know me personally, knowing my personal, like, business. So I was like, you know, I, I just got to, like, make a, a different page. And I was like, you know, just kind of make it like a, not really an alter ego, but just like, you know, that, that side of my life where people could tune into it and see it. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about the private side of it. And um, that's whenever the idea kind of came of Sasquatch's world of reptiles because I was kind of letting you into my world. Um, and, you know, in, in hindsight, I wish I didn't name it that. And actually, like, the, my business name isn't even that. It's, you know, that's no best reptiles right now. Um, so it's, uh, you know, and, but once you get over, like, a uh, 100 likes or something like that, you can't change it. So it's, it's just always been like that since, since, the, since the beginning. But uh, the, mm-hmm. the, first, the first few posts were, you know, like, you know, going and trying to find, like, you know, turtles or salamanders or whatever out in the wild and you know here's here's some of my geckos blah 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 and then it, it definitely involved evolved into the, the business page that it is today um where mm-hmm. you know that's where my you know i do all my sales uh all all the animals that were ever sold like their pictures pictures are still up so if people want to go back and you know see genetics or you know if, if somebody sells an animal to an another person they can be like here's here's the picture of it whenever i bought it from from matt um you know j- just to leave it up there as kind of like a reference for people and then you know there's also al- albums basically for marcia shut that dog up <laughs> it's not mine this time <laughs> oh it's oh steve steve no oh, it's my dog I, I know i'm uh, it's, uh, somebody's uh coming in the house so i got to they're going to bark for a minute, uh, okay. so I'm going to mute myself. So you, you guys just talk. I'll okay. come back in right. I'll, I'll, I'll fill the gap here. Um, <laughs> so in, in, it, it definitely evolved into the business page that it is today um, with the auctions and, you know, the the amount of likes that it has and, and all that stuff. And that pretty much brings us up to where we are today um, as far as, um, you know, what, what's going on with the business. And now it's definitely going to be taking that next step in the evolution of, uh, you know, definitely being not just a basement breeder, but having a facility. And then I'm sure it's going to evolve into from a facility to 
coming up to hire people to having more workers, and it's just going to kind of grow from there. Um, and it's kind of the the evolution so far. So, so how long do you think? Um, how long do you think it will be before you um, get back into full production again and start expanding? Um, the the full production. Uh, I held back a couple, you know, a, a, you know, a few extra animals this year, um, just to kind of ramp up the production a little bit more than what it was in the past two years, um, and that's, you know, strictly just to cover the bills uh, of having a facility. And um, I think it'll be a slow increase as far as how how fast I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's the the worst thing you can do is grow too fast, too quick, and then be you know so underwater that you can't get your way out. Right. And that's and that's that's the thing that you definitely have to watch in in this business or any business is definitely you can't um, you know get yourself in too deep too quick. I mean, you definitely have to know your limitations. And you know, luckily enough for me. Um, I've definitely seen, you know, limitations that I can have uh, as far as, like, how many animals I can produce and, Mm -hmm. you know, easily take care of in, you know, the amount of time that I have. So So where do you see see your, you know, the biggest percentage of your your market then at that point? um, I mean, right now it's definitely retail. Um, Wholesale is a very small, um, you know, portion of what I do definitely going to be a wholesale side um, evolving Mm -hmm. in the next two to three years um, with, you know, definitely the bigger facility and, you know, with the bigger facility becomes the bigger bills. Yeah, tell me. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. So, I mean, not just food. I mean, you're talking rent, you're talking electricity, you're talking everything. Um, Well, you've got a lot of overhead, and especially if you're going to have people, you know, working for you too. Exactly. And bigger... And bigger competition and bigger enemies and all that kind of uh, stuff too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, and it all comes hand in hand. You definitely, uh, and I've always said this, I mean, for, you know, every person that, uh, that you know, hates you, you got, you know, even more that love you too. Um, and you, you kind of have to have that, that middle ground where you can't, you can't let the, uh, the people that try to drag you down drag you down and you can't let the people that, you know, lift you up, lift you up too high. Um, you you kind of have to have that even keel because it's uh, it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, either way can destroy you. I mean, you can, uh, and, and, I, and I've definitely seen it where, you know, you can get drugged down by the people that drag you down or you can get lifted up, you know, by the people that lift you up to the point where you kind of slack off yourself and then you just hurt yourself again. So it, it, mm-hmm. it's very important hmm. to to keep that that middle ground where you you can still stay grounded um, and and not get you know too crazy either way. I mean that mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Um, and you know, I, unfortunately for me, sometimes um, and Marsha can definitely attest to this is sometimes my class clownness comes out a little bit too much, and that's that's whenever I can sometimes, you know, get into, get myself into trouble as well is because a lot of people take me, you know, way too serious a lot of the time. And there, there are definitely times whenever I'm not being as serious as, you know, most people are taking me as. And, you know, definitely with, uh, 
um, you know, doing a lot of business online and a lot of marketing online, you know, a lot of stuff can get lost in translation. And that's whenever, um, you know, definitely problems can arise is whenever you, you have things lost in translation of type on the Internet whenever there's no, there's no facial expression to it. There's no, you know, tone of emotion. It's, it's, yeah, right. There's, there's yeah. nothing. And it, it's just words yeah. that people are reading. And if they're, they're reading them too quick, over the years, and that's why it's, you know, very, and, it, and it's kind of sad in a way, too, because you almost have to be so politically correct that um, there's no wiggle room on either side, and and that's, that's whenever it can be, you know, definitely daunting, and, you know, the, the more you're in the public spotlight, the, the more people look towards you, and the more you have to be, like, so strict. And then, you know, of course, there's my side of me where, like, you know, I, I just can't be. And, and, and that's where, you know, I, I, you know I, I put it all out there whether it's, you know, funny or not. And sometimes the things that I think are funny, like, people don't think they are as funny. Uh, and that's, that, that's definitely, uh, you know, that, 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 that's definitely the, uh, the, the ones that are, you know, definitely harder because then you've got to kind of go back and explain, you know, it's kind of like a joke. And it was just kind of like, you know, you know, don't take it too personally. Um, because, you know, sometimes that's, that's what's missing is, is a lot of the fun that used to be there. And, you know, I'm mm. kind of caught in between the two generations where, you know, like Marsha was saying, like, they were, you know, everybody was friends, they had fun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm caught in between that and we have to be so politically correct and everything has to be exactly perfect or your animals are going to die. And you know there there's it there there's definitely a middle ground and and that's that's what it kind of comes back to that whole middle ground of you know the the highs and the lows you gotta stay in that middle like you mm-hmm. can't you can't go too crazy left or right you gotta you gotta you gotta stay in the middle and that's um that that's the biggest thing that you know un- unfortunately a lot of times uh you know be- between getting stuff lost in translation um that can that can actually happen, and you know so that that's you know the main things you got to watch out for, especially you know the day and age with online stuff um, is, is how people and, and we talked about this last show how people perceive you and your persona, and you know you you can't let them have the wrong idea, um, but at the same time like you, you still got to have it be fun. So that's um, you know Matt, it's like you know what I this is the way I get it. It's like you know you could post a sentence, it could be. Um, so I'm, I'm very sarcastic sometimes with my sense of humor, and I never really, I never mean anybody harm at all. I never say anything to hurt anyone. I really don't. I'm very careful about what I write. But you know what? You could say something really just very passive, and if that person's in a bad mood that day, they could read that, and instead of seeing it one way, they're going to see it like it's, a, it's an a, attack on them, and there's like, you know, it's like somebody yelling at them. You know what I mean? And yep. When, when in actuality, you got a smile on your face, you're laughing, it's all good, funny games. So, yep. you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's weird. It, it's a reflection on other people's moods and how they interpret things. And I know it's so frustrating because I'm, I'm actually limiting my, my, uh, my um, comments and stuff because a lot of people take things wrong or they look for ways to misinterpret things on purpose. And I can't be playing those kind of mind games, man. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> It can definitely be exhausting. Just the uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely can <laughs> be, and it's um, you know not to mention your you know 
your phone's blowing up or your, you know, <laughs> you know, your iPad or whatever, it, it blows right. up all day because, you know, there's a, you know, a, a, a hundred comment thread about going on about, you know, what's, you know, how somebody interpreted something. And, you yeah, know, that's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is pretty crazy, definitely. <laughs> but, you know, getting back to, like, your origins and everything, um, so, you know, a lot of people use Facebook as a tool, and for that, you know, the plus side is it's very it's a very good tool. Um, maybe maybe there's a way to find a happy medium, because I, I see some big guys out there, big breeders that just find a way they, they never get involved in these types of things, and, you know, I'm really going to make a concerted effort to not get involved in any of the drama out there, because you know what, I don't have anything against anybody out there. And I don't want to, you know, pick sides or anything. It's not, you know, it's not what I'm in this for. I'm in this to have fun. A lot of us are just in this to have fun. So let's, seriously, everybody, let's get back to that. You know, let's, let's, I say let's put aside our differences. But I know sometimes there's anger and people are, you know, people got grudges. And I don't know. I don't know. It's tough, man. I, I, I'm trying to adopt a different philosophy. Well, I think that, I like, what, what along along the lines of what Matt was saying about having to be in the middle, too, I mean, there, we do have to strike a, um, a happy medium um, the majority of the time to be consistent, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, like Matt had mentioned the other night, how, uh, you know, people always know where you stand with him, uh, which is true. And... I, you know, he comes through the front door. He doesn't pussyfoot around the back door, you know. But the thing is that I think that we all still have to, um, when we're looking at a public uh, persona, uh, not only do we have to be consistent so people know what to expect, but we have to try to, you know, maintain a, a happy, a happy medium, so to speak, a, a, a middle of the road kind of a deal where, you know. Um, because because it's so easy to get things misconstrued uh, and misinterpreted. Yeah, I think Matt's misunderstood by a lot of people too. I think they totally don't just don't get him. And um, you know, Matt, I don't see you as a bad guy at all. I see you as a huge contributor to this, and I see you as somebody that, you know, just from my perspective, I try to put myself in other people's shoes. And if I were the subject of envy, like I know you have one of the best collections of geckos on the planet. Um, if not the best collection. I don't know. Ron's, Ron's got an amazing collection, too. So, you know, you're going to be the subject of people's envy. And I think over time that may um, that may wear on you a little bit. And, you know, people are going to take jabs at you. And I think over time it, I may get a little bitter if I, you know, I'm just thinking about how I would do things. But um, So I don't know. I think people misunderstand you, dude. You know, that's just my perception yeah. of things. Well, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely true. Um because, you know, a lot of people that have met me in person and stuff like that, like, it's, they're, they're it, it's totally different. Um, and, and I'm not saying that I act different online or anything like that. It's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like Marsha said, like, uh, I'm going to come in the front door and I'm going to slap you in the face and, you know, I'll smile about it. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. And, you know, I, I've, I, I've talked to other people um, kind of about this too that um, and the the one person told me he was like y- you don't want to fight with Matt because he doesn't get into an argument that he's not going to win and I was like the more I thought about that I was like yeah that's 
probably pretty true. Like if if I'm arguing about something, I've I've done it or seen it or or been there and you know went through it, and you know I'm trying to you know give knowledge to people, and then I get frustrated whenever they don't listen to me. And, and I think that's that's where a lot of the you know a lot of things come and get misconstrued is whenever you know I'm I'm so hell bent on you know that this is the way I've, I've seen it done that I don't give people that opportunity to even say what they want to. And, you know, that's, that's where I, I definitely have a fault. And, you know, sometimes I should just, you know, back away and be like, hey, you know, go fall on your face, like no big deal. Um, but, you know, I, I don't like to do that. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I, I actually like teaching people about, you know, everything. And, you know, anybody that's ever, like, actually talked to me on the phone or anything like that, like, I'll talk geckos for hours. It's, it's no big deal for me. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do that because that's what I like to do. And it's it's one of those things that's just upsetting whenever you, you spend time with people for, like, hours, and then they're just like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to believe you. And, and just kind of walk away and say the exact total opposite of what you just, you know, spent four hours explaining to them. And I think that's where, you know, the, the frustration <laughs> comes. And, and and Dave's laughing because... Uh, yeah, I, I, so you I know why I'm laughing. Had, yeah, yeah, I've definitely had some conversations with Dave about, you know, genetic things. And he was just like, no, but, like, the book says... And I'm like, Dave, no, no, stop, stop reading. Like, this, I still, this is actually I still think the eclipse. <laughs> I still think the eclipse gene can can mess with the pattern. How's that sound? <laughs> well, it can mess with the pattern, but it's not the uh, the. I know, the, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's it, it's not the holy magic water. Let's put it that way. Um, but Matt, but, I think uh, you've gotten a lot better uh, over the years too, because uh, you know you you've always been known to to dish it, but you uh, you won't, didn't always take it real well <laughs> when it got. <laughs> <laughs> when I got uh, back at you, so yeah, you're, I yeah. think you're doing, you know, you're you're doing much better about that because you, you know, people would, uh, I don't know, it was really easy to know what your button, what buttons to push and what ones not to push with you, you know, and yeah. um, and you were at least you were consistent, so that that's one thing, but you were consist consistently <laughs> sometimes <laughs> very very stubborn. And yeah. I'm I'm not yeah. putting you down. You know I'm not. No, I'm, oh, oh I'm, I know. And, and it's, but and, I really it's, it's have seen a, a huge change in you over the over the years. You know. Yeah, and I and I, I've I've seen changes in myself. I mean, that's that's just growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and and definitely becoming more of you know the business side of it. You know, having a family like that that all that all takes in, into play. Right. But at the same time, it it'll also it also change you to. You know, it, it, before, it, and it's, it's kind of funny, before, it's like Marsha said, everybody was friends and stuff like that. Before, it was about sticking up for my friends. Now, it's about sticking up for my business. And mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's definitely where, um, it, it's absolutely where my, my button is now, is, mm-hmm. you know, you come after my business, um, you're in for a, a nice ride. Let's, let's put it that way. And, you know, you can say whatever you want to about me. I could care less because, you know, half the people that would say something don't even, you know, know me. So that, that's definitely not my button anymore. And uh, now, now it's definitely.
definitely the the business and the livelihood of of what I do because it's it's definitely gone from the hobby stage to the profession stage. Right. And and that's that's definitely where you know you know you can you know you can you can crap on me but don't crap on my business because you know that's that's how the bills are paid and you know how um, you know it helps support my family and stuff like that. Hey, Matt, let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. And, you know, times are tough for a lot of us out there right now. And, you know, we're all, we're all under stress. You know, there's a saying I see on Facebook every once in a while. Um, you know, don't – I forget how it goes, but basically everyone is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. And, you know, we all have family issues. We have other things in our life that really can put stress on us, man, so that when so – when, you know, somebody attacks our very livelihood or something, you know, they do something or say something that could affect what what brings money and puts food on the table. Um, you know, that's that's personal, man. That's that's you're hitting, you're grabbing somebody in the chest and, you know, grabbing their heart there. And yeah. I don't know. If if you have ch- children, that can invoke some very primal emotions to protect your young and you can really upset someone. And um I think people out there should really uh, think about that because I was talking to a, a big businessman that my father's friends with and he said to me, when you reach a certain level in any business, you're going to get attacked because for every uh, million dollars million dollars that is made, someone lost everything. And, you know, you're, nobody's going to let you rise to any kind of success without fighting you for it because they want that success too. So you know what he said? He said, save your money for a lawyer. Because sooner or later you're going to have to make an example out of someone uh, and file a lawsuit because that's what lawyers are there to do. They're there to protect you and your business. And you know what? It's so true because he's ha- he's had to sue people. It's just part of business. You have to sue people. People are going to uh, uh, mess with you, and they're going to try to that's mess a with shame. you. That's But you know what? He said sooner or later you've got to make an example out of someone. So um, that's just some advice, Matt. I don't know if it's – you know, I- I'm not at the point where – I have to sue anybody yet, but I'm definitely saving up for it. So, you know, <laughs> if, um, yeah. it's, it's like, and I'm ready. I'm ready to make an example out of somebody because, you know what, dude, I don't know. I'm just trying to do good for this community. And to, to get attacked when you're trying to do good, it, it, it hurts. It really It's like, why, man? Why are you doing it? You well, know? I, I, I think, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the problem also lies in some people don't realize how actions can affect the whole community, just not the people that are involved. Yes, very, very and, well said. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's the bigger thing. Like, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm probably going to get to this point, too, where, you know, affecting my business is one thing, and then affecting the whole hobby is, is you know, an even bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's I mean, kind of to you know, get on a, a little bit of the the subject of what's going on, um, you know, take, uh, you know, the, the, the moving of, uh, the moving of my collection, let's put it that way. Um, you know, if somebody says that it's, you know, wrong or, you know, the way that it's being done is wrong, blah, 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 that could actually stir up something that's even worse than just taking that person out that could actually stir up something that causes, you know, even something <clears throat> as simple as, um, you know, you know, the size of the deli cup. But let's put it, let's, let's just go with that. That mm-hmm. what if 
all of a sudden, there's not just a, a law on the size of the deli cup that the animal can be in like there is in Europe, but what if you can't use deli cups at all to transport anything? And then, then what happens? Mm-hmm. How do you transport them? I mean, right. it, you know, safe, safely. And then, then right. they just cut that whole thing out of it. How are you going to get the animals to shows? Could it affect how many people, you know, actually bend at shows, blah, blah, blah? I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it's a ripple effect that you might be thinking that you're just t- going after one person and how they're doing one thing, but it could right. snowball into something totally much bigger than what you ever expected, and then all of a sudden... It hurt everyone. It, mm-hmm. it, exactly. And then, then it hurts everyone. And, yeah, and, and, and then there's, you know, that, then there's no going back. It, once, yep. it's, once it's done like that, it's almost impossible to undo. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, uh, you know, definitely the, uh, I mean, look at the ham show. I mean, they can't use, mm-hmm. like, the, the circle deli cups that we do. I mean, they oh. have to use, like, you know, square ones that, you know, have to be a certain size per animal. That's and in they them. have to be opaque on the outside so that the animals don't stress out, you know, yep, yep. looking through the sides. I mean, it's the, the you know, the 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 legislation on on. I mean, we're we're with all this stuff that's going on, you know, in the herp, herp nation, um, you know, with the legislation and things like that. I mean, this that's only the tip of the iceberg, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and we really do have to pay attention to uh, to how we present ourselves as, uh, as professionals, uh, and and I mean, whether we like it or not. Um, we are setting examples. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just part of the it's part of the deal. It's you know, it comes with the territory, and and whether, like I said, whether we like it or not, we are we're 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 the ones that you know set set the bar. Um, and if, if and if we're not uh, representing ourselves uh, well enough, uh, or the or the hobby. Uh, it, itself, then it, it, there's just it's, it's almost impossible to uh, repair. I know, and guys. Um, I got to do a sponsor plug real quick, and uh, we'll do that, and we'll get right back into the conversation. Okay. Okay. All right. Hang tight, everybody. Gecko Nation Radio is a David Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or... It can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source 
for any reptile supply products that you may need, from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more, and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Razor Sharp Reptiles. Like the name suggests, Jamie Carnes has some sharp gecko and snake projects in the works. He is very well known for his work with rare species such as cave geckos, but also has some of the prettiest radar projects I've ever seen. Razor Sharp Reptiles is also known for high-end fantails and beautiful rainwater leopard gecko morph projects. Check out RazorSharpReptiles.com online and on Facebook. ABDragons.com is your source for the highest quality dubia roaches, whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps. ABDragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt Reptile Heat Tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. All right, everybody, we are back. And um, in the second half of the show, which is going to be coming up in about 15 minutes or so, um, we're going to open up the phone lines for questions. Uh, so the, uh, the number for calling in is 646-478-5331. Again, it's 646 646- Four seven eight five three three one. We're probably not going to take too many calls, but because um, Matt does want to talk a lot about what he's doing, but um, we will take a few. So uh, definitely try to call in if you like. Um, all right, we were uh, we were talking about uh, some of the things going on, Matt, and one of the things we were just about to get into was your uh, was your recent move. Um, do you like? Would you like to start talking about that, or was there something else you'd like to? Um, touch on? Sure, uh, but uh, you know, let's let's. Uh, you know, touch on one thing real quick before uh, before sure. we dive into that sure. is, um, you know, maybe we could uh, actually do this, the three of us, uh, you know, do this once a month where we could have a, a random day of the week where we just get together and talk about, you know, stuff that's, that's going on in the hobby. And, you know, oh, maybe it. it would be, be good to, you know, inform people of, you know, upcoming things, uh, you know, or just uh, we could get topics of discussion and just talk about them. Because mm-hmm. um, I think... Uh, I think the more that we can, you know, educate the people of the hobby, the the better off we're going to be in the long run. And, you know, like you said, Dave, uh, once we make these things, hopefully they'll be out there forever and, you know, don't get lost like the uh, the, the lost episodes of Gecko Land Radio. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it, it probably would be good for the, the community maybe once a month or something like that where, you know, even they could call in and just ask random questions to us. Um, you know, I think that would be great, um, you know, as well, something that uh, we could definitely do. Yeah, I, I love that idea. And I got to tell you, the um, I think we should definitely include John Scarborough in on it too if you'd like. And, oh, oh, you um, bet. And also, yeah, and we could also invite others. Um, well, if, yeah, we it could, doesn't have could, to be any set could, people, sure. Yeah. No, and um, one of my one of my ideas for the show is also to have episodes that are hosted by people other than me. Um, you know, I'd like to this sh- I'd like this show to go. You know, let me tell you this: we're we're paying right now. This the the the, the program that I'm in with the with Blogbook enables me to do a show every a two hour show every single day if I want. All right. So so far we're only doing one show at one show a week. So. If there's more stuff going on, current events, we could do current event type shows, whatever you guys want to do, 
I'm open for it. So just, you know, let me know. And you know what, Matt? Well, you know, I don't. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I think that uh, the roundtable discussion that we had with John and Matt and you, Dave, and myself was probably one of the uh, most informative and best uh, shows that has been done so far. It was. Statistically, statistically, I believe it was uh, the second biggest show. That we really? did on the old show. Yeah, I think Matt's mm-hmm. episode was the biggest, um, and then you and Ron's episodes were right up there. Um, but the roundtable discussion was huge. Uh, John Scarbo's episodes were always big. Um, yeah, so, you know, people people like what you guys have to say, and I, I'm, I'm definitely down. So whatever, whatever we can put together is cool with me. So. All right, sounds great. All right, we'll, we'll make like a... Um, well, we'll talk about it during the week, and we'll make like a set, um, set day every month at least, once a month, where we'll do a current event. So, that well, it? and you know, you could always put a little, uh, a little kind of a, um, oh, what would you call it, like a, 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 a poll or whatever on uh, the on the uh, uh, Gecko Nation um, website page, or I mean Facebook page, yeah, and yeah, get like the feedback topic. from uh, from people uh, there as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's cool. Sounds good to me, guys. All right, Matt. Thanks for that idea. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Okay, cool. I just have one other thing to say real quick. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had, to get, I had to get that out. Go ahead. You had to get that in there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. <laughs> Was that a frog or do you have gas? <laughs> no, that's it's okay. Gecko. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You, you've never had a Sunday try to bite you? That's they they, they, they usually don't they, tell me that they're going to bite me. No, before they bite you, they, they warn you. They warn you first, and they and they do that little bark, and then they bite you. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's corny. It's corny, but it's funny, so whatever. All right, go ahead, Matt. Continue. Yeah. Let's, let's go. People, all people all right. Get uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already still, like, here in the rainforest, so I'm, you know, still distracted. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, all right, well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into the uh, to, to the move from uh, the oh, it was awful. Okay, um, so th- yeah, the the move is is definitely uh, a larger undertaking than most people thought, and it is definitely more than even I thought um, that was going to be involved in the move. Um, and you know, I'll definitely touch on some points of. Uh, that you definitely want to watch out for if you ever have to do this, you know, because everybody has, you know, a thousand leopard geckos running around their house, um, is, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of logistical issues with moving a collection that big. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely once, once you start the dominoes going, like, you're, you're in it. And it's, it's coming whether you're ready or not. And it Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, you know, very, uh, very very difficult thing to do, and um, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. how I wanted to do it because it was I wanted to literally clean every nook and cranny of every single food dish rack tub everything before the move was even started. So going into start a new completely place, clean and fresh, huh? Yeah, exactly. 
And that was the first time, and this is the first time that I ever tried to do that. And the, I think I'd moved the collection about five times, and it increasingly got bigger at each time. Um, and each time that we moved, um, or, or I moved, uh, depending on who was, you know, if, if Alberta was there or if Alberta wasn't, was each time that the collection was moved, um, it was all in one day, all in one shot, bang, 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 here it goes. And a lot of, you know, every time that I moved them, we moved the, the geckos actually in the racks. Like, we actually didn't take the, the geckos out at all. We just left them in the racks. So we pretty much unplugged them, wheeled them outside, wheeled them into the truck, drove to wherever we had to drive, wheeled them off the truck, and, you know, put them uh, into place and plugged them in, and they were good to go. So as you can see, with, with that kind of move, it is very, very quick. It's less than 24 hours um, and, you know, uh, probably minimal stress to the animal just because they're, they're in their tub. The tub might get moved around a little bit, but, you know, we, we would take, like, the food dishes and, you know, the, the heavier stuff out of the tubs just so that, um, you know, they, they didn't get, like, crushed or anything like that in the tub um, during the move. But that was always how we moved everything was, um, you know, just putting everything onto the truck, getting it to where it needed to be, and, you know, plugged in and ready to go. This move, mm-hmm. since I've had so much time um, to, you know, kind of prepare for it and stuff like that, there was, um, you know, I wanted to do the, the full cleaning of everything and, you know, jelly cupping up everybody and then, you know, resetting everything back up fresh. And, you know, silly me, I thought that it would only take about a week. And it definitely didn't go like that. Um, you know, the, 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 fir- the first, you know, issues were, you know, securing the locations where they were going to go in, uh, in, you know, in a new state, basically. Um, and uh, during this whole time, my wife and son had already moved up to Connecticut, so... I was literally driving, you know, four to five hours uh, one way just to go see them, usually about once a week to once every 10 days, um, along with taking care of the animals, getting them ready for the move, uh, you know, figuring out where I was going to move, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, before I, before I get any further, like, I want to, you know, say this about the move. Like, I'm not saying all this stuff for, you know, people to feel bad or anything like that because, like, it is what it is. Um, and, you know... It, it's just part of life that you you have to you know go to where your family is. You got to move. Like it's it, it's just part of life. Like I don't want any sympathy for any of this stuff because it, it's one of the things that you know it had to happen, and you know I needed to get it done. So uh, the the first step during the location in Connecticut, um, I definitely you know got a real estate agent. We looked at a bunch of different places. I found one place that I really really liked. Um, we went through all the negotiations that took about two weeks, you know, negotiating the rent, uh, what needs to be done to the place. Uh, you know, I had to tell him what I did, show him pictures, like, you know, explain everything. And, you know, whenever it came time for us to sign the contract on the agreement of, you know, what I would pay for rent and stuff like that, um, the guy backed out. And I was like, great. So I just, wasted about, you know, three, four weeks of, uh, of time just to basically at the end be for him to be like, no, you know, I had second thoughts, like, uh, you know, I don't want what you're doing in my, in my building. So 
and and this was after I was going to do about ten thousand dollars worth of renovations that you know that I had to pay for, and um, you know, not to mention the expense of moving everything, blah blah blah. So basically, it went from having a location to starting from square one again. So I had to go back up to Connecticut, look around, find different places. Um, and then that's when I found um, the, the other location that, you know, that I'm going to, be, uh, going to be in in the future. And basically, um, that whole negotiation process has been going on for probably about the last month and a half between uh, the initial negotiations for the rent and the, uh, you know, what needs to be done, blah, 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 meeting the owner, um, which... Uh, a lot of it was done between the two real estate agents. And, you know, that's what, you know, a lot of people don't understand, I don't think, is the all the extra stuff that goes into doing this whenever you move to a commercial location. Because, you know, it's one thing to move from, you know, a house to another house. It's a totally other thing to, you know, get all the paperwork for, you know, legal reasons for having a commercial location. I had to get a pet store permit, you know, all this other stuff. I actually, you know, had to have a lawyer help me with all everything to make sure I was doing everything correctly. And, you know, that's just the the side of the house of getting the new location. Um, and basically what the, you know, between my agent and his agent were communicating back and forth that the place would be ready for me to go into the Tuesday after the Tinley show. So I was like, all right, well, that's going to be, you know, one heck of a week. Uh, I think I even posted about it, um, you know, on my page or on, on Twitter or whatever, that, you know, the, the busyness that that week was going to entail. I mean, it was literally I was going to be packing up the animals before, uh, you know, some of the animals before Tinley, some after. Um, along with all the animals that I had to take to Tinley. I had to drive out to Tinley, do the two-day show in Tinley, drive back, um, pack up the rest of the stuff on Monday, drive out to Connecticut Tuesday, and start setting everything up, basically. Which, you know, even, oh my God, just that's crazy. Explaining it, even just explaining it, that's, that's a lot. And the other yeah, thing I'm exhausted. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that people don't realize <laughs> is, you know, you have a 1,000 geckos, but you don't realize that you have a 1,000 tubs, a thousand food dishes, you know, probably, mm -hmm. you know, yep. 400 water dishes. And I didn't just yeah. have, you know, a thousand food dishes. I had a thousand ceramic food dishes and a thousand plastic food dishes because I actually pulled all my ceramic food dishes about a month before um, so that I could have them all cleaned so that whenever I did the move, I could just throw away the plastic ones. Um, and that's mm -hmm. what I was using for about two weeks was the, the, the disposable plastic ones. So mm -hmm. there's, mm -hmm. you know, that logistic of it with all the, you know, the even just the, it's the simple things is like food dishes. Like you, you don't realize how long it takes to clean a thousand food dishes until you clean a thousand food dishes. And it's, you know, it's a nightmare. It, it's a nightmare. It, it really is. Yep. You know, that's, um, but, but back to, you know, the, the move and, you know, how it was supposed to be around Tinley. And literally... The Wednesday before I leave on Thursday for Tinley, the the uh, basically the my real estate agent had called me and I hadn't talked to him since you know probably the Friday before and he said that everything was a go they were going to start work on the place blah 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 with all the stuff that I needed to have done so I get a call on Wednesday almost like you know five days after the fact 
um, where, you know, I've already packed up, you know, some of my breeders, not all of them, um, and, you know, all the stuff that I was taking to Finley. And, um, you know, literally he calls me on Wednesday um, and it's like, uh, yeah, the, uh, the owner of the building wants to meet with you before um, you bring everything up. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, that just kind of pushed everything back uh, a week. And he was like, and uh, by the way, they haven't started any of the work on your new place yet. And I was like, oh, well, that's terrific. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, it was just, you know, that setback that you didn't want right before one of the largest shows in the, in the country it's not the largest show mm-hmm. in the country that you're going to be gone for five days. And whenever you oh, actually oh need, to be in, need to be in Connecticut to, um, you know, to, to close everything and get everything done, which, you know, at that yeah. point I'd already spent, uh, you know, seven, 700,000 bucks on Finley to, to do the show. So it was one of those things that, you know, you paid for the show, you kind of have to go. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, what I did was um, basically, uh, you know, the, the animals were fine in the delis. Um, so I was like, all right, well, you know, the animals are already packed up. They're packed up. And um, the basically went, did the Tinley show, came back. And literally I got back on Monday night from Tinley. And Tuesday I checked on all the animals, got everything situated with them. And literally Wednesday morning, I drove to Connecticut and, um, you know, the four to five hour car ride there, went and met with the, the owner of the building, um, showed him what all I wanted to have done, where I needed things, blah, blah, blah. And he told me 10 days, um, it, it should only take it, him and his guys 10 days to get everything done. Um, so I could just plan on, um, you know, coming that last week of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, October it was because yeah I'm, I'm so mentally fried right now I don't even know what month it is um, but uh, the, the last week of October to to get in and you know everything will be I can set everything up and then I was like oh that's great that's the the week before the White Plains show and you know so I'll be up there for the White Plains show everything will be taken care of be good to go so um, you know the I'm, I'm you know constantly checking in with them that that week. Um, in between, and I'm like, oh, how's everything going? And they're like, oh, good, everything's on schedule, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I'm, you know, taking care of the animals still. And at this point, like, there's still probably, you know, half of my collection is still in the rack. So, like, uh, you know, there, there's kind of a rumor that, like, my whole collection was packed up for, you know, for, you know, you know, three weeks to a month, blah, blah, blah. And that, that's actually not even true. Um, you know, most of the collection was um, actually packed up you know, the, the couple of days leading up to the move to Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, you know, that, that week time frame that I had was literally to get as much stuff cleaned as possible before, you know, before moving everything. And then, you know, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday time frame is whenever I needed to pack up the remaining animals and get all their stuff cleaned as well. So, so literally, I yeah. had about half, you know, about half the room done, you know, the week before. And you know, at the same time, like I'm taking care of the animals that are cuffed up, and because actually the, you know, my most expensive animals were cuffed up. Um, you know, the hard wiki, the uh, the uh, agrimaniu, uh, some of the other subspecies, and then some of my larger males. Basically, I like pack up my male wall 
in, you know, the larger deli cups, and, you know, that those were the animals that were packed. And um, so I get a call actually on Monday of whenever I'm supposed to, you know, drive my, you know, U-Haul to Connecticut on Tuesday saying that, um, yeah, uh, is it all right if we put carpet in the thinking, don't you have the flooring <laughs> done already? I'm supposed to be there tomorrow. And, you oh know, I was like, I was like, no, I, you know, I, I requested to have linoleum or tile or, you know, something that, you know, it, it, other than carpet, basically, that I can yeah. have the racks around and stuff like that and just easier <laughs> to clean. And he was oh like, God. oh, okay. And, and then I asked him, I was like, you know, I, I, I thought you guys were almost done. And he was like, well, you know, the, all we have left to do is the floor um, because we had to rip up all the old tile um, because there was, like, glue residue all over it, and it was just, you know, all cracked, and we, we just wanted to, you know, we, it, it took us longer to rip it up than what we anticipated. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah. well, you know, is the uh, is the electrical work done? Is, you know, they, they had to put in another door and stuff like that. Is all that stuff done? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got all that taken care of. So... I literally am like, okay, well, you know, it, it'll, it'll take them two days to do the floor. And, you know, so, you know, at the worst case scenario, the floor will be done Wednesday. And, you know, I can set up Thursday, Friday, and, you know, then do the show uh, Saturday. And, uh, you know, I, I, I pack up the remaining, you know, parts of the truck on Tuesday morning and, you know, give the landlord a call. And I'll be, and I was like, yeah, I'll be up there around 4 o'clock and to unload and, you know, everything's still good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, everything's still good. And, you know, I, I get up there, um, you know, after, you know, packing for about three or four hours in the morning and then driving the five hours to Connecticut. And I get up there, and I'm about 15 minutes from my new place, and I call the landlord, and I asked him, I was like, oh, is somebody going to be there to, you know, let me into the building um, so that, uh, you know, I can unload and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, um, can you come tomorrow? And I'm like, what, what do you mean come tomorrow? Like, and at this point, like, you know, I'm already delirious from, you know, driving five hours in a freaking huge U-Haul that, like, I, I don't even feel comfortable driving on, you know, anyway. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he was, he was like, yeah, can, can you come tomorrow? And I was like, no. Like, I, I literally have, you know, uh, you know, a couple guys to help me unload the truck. Like, I, I need to do it today. And he was like, okay, well, you know, it, it you know, they, hopefully there's somebody there. If not, we'll like get send somebody to let you in. And I was like, all right, cool. So I get in there, and uh, you know, the floor is not started. Um, the door hasn't even been put in. The one that I needed put in, um, and the electricians are there just putting in the stuff that I needed to have put in. So I was oh like, my God. Ah, looks, looks like they haven't done anything in the last ten days. Um, so literally, um, I you know, unloaded the truck into, there's there's a second room off of my main room that uh, is is where I can do my expansion if if necessary. And the the landlord was nice enough to let me just put the stuff in there for for the day. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, you know, unload everything. And, you know, it's uh, it's actually like, you know, you know, it's... uh, it feels a little cold in there, but you're moving stuff, so you don't like, you know, you don't realize like uh, um, actually, you know, if it's cold or not because you're you're hot and sweaty from like unloading the truck and and you know all the racks and everything. So I, I you know unload all the racks and everything, and um, 
you know, a you know, we we, we go back uh, to my in-laws' place, and uh, basically, I go in the next morning, and you know, I'm like, wow, it's kind of cold in here, and it turns out that the heat has been broken for like oh, that week. So, oh my god! It, not only is my place not done, but the heat is not on. So basically, um, and you know what uh, what what you what the, the picture on online that I posted of all the boxes was uh, was actually at my in laws place because you know all the animals were actually at my in laws place in in the box because you know it was one of those things that I was just going to go set everybody up on you know Wednesday Thursday Friday and you know it turned out that like I, I you know couldn't even set them up on Wednesday because heat was broke. So it's, uh, you know, it, it definitely should be a lesson, if anything, to, uh, you know, construction definitely takes longer than everybody thinks it does. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it would actually behoove you to go make sure everything is done previous to you actually going to, to, to anywhere. And, um, you know, that, that's the other thing is, you know, like I said, once once that ball started rolling, it was like, there was just a lot more roadblocks um, than what were expected, and that just made the move that much harder. And, um, wow. you know, you, you, de- you definitely have to um, all that into consideration. What's the worst-case scenario that can happen? Because usually it's, uh, it's kind of like the law of Murphy's Law, that, you know, whatever can happen is, is, is going to happen and, and kind of prepare for that. And, um, you know, so, so, so that, that, that was probably the hardest part is, you know, making sure everything was done. And, you know, right now everything's set up in, the, uh, in that spare room because, um, you know, at this point the stuff is, is still not quite all done. Um, you know, we, uh, they, they got the flooring in um, in the main room and in one of the other small rooms today. And then I think they just have to work on the, the – they, they just have, like, two more rooms to do in the flooring. And then, you know, the place should be, you know, up and ready to go. So hopefully by the end of, you know, next week, um, you know, the, the place will be, um, you know, perfectly set up to, to where I need it. And um, I'll, I'll end up, uh, you know, doing a YouTube video or something to give you guys a tour of the new place. Um, but, you know, as I say that, like, I, I, I know all the delays that have happened so far. So, like, I don't want to, like, promise oh. anything. But, like, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, hopefully it's, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's all done by then. And then, uh, you know, to make matters worse, it was, um, you know, had the show on Saturday. And uh, to be perfectly honest with everybody, I'm actually out in Pennsylvania today because I had to um, uh, have the movers come and pick up all of our personal belongings today. So I will be driving back to Connecticut tomorrow. Oh, my God. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things. And I'm sure I'll have to drive back out here um, again because um, we have to have the, uh, the the basement basically refinished and all that stuff. So I have to come back to check on that because um, we're having carpeting put in and new paint and all that stuff um, b- before we actually sell our house and so it, it's uh, it's a lot of extra stuff that you don't realize at first whenever it's happening, um, but you definitely realize it after you've gone through it. And you know, I I just want to give um, you know a big thanks to uh, you know a, a couple of the friends that I've talked to um, 
about the whole moving process that they they went through the moving process and it kind of you know picked their brain a little bit on you know what the what's the things to do to watch out for stuff like that you know you know what can the animals take what can they not take um, and I, I definitely did my research on that before this this whole thing even started um, and you know there's there's certain times of the year that you don't want to move the animals at all and that's you know pretty much from I mean once you get past February and probably from February to August, September, you, you don't want to move them during that time or, or you're literally going to lose your whole season as far as, as breeding goes. Yeah, um, I was going to say, once, gee. Yeah, yeah. Once, once they start ovulating, so you literally have a small window of a couple months where you can literally move the animals where you're not going to mess, mess them up too much as far as like their, their, normal, their normal cycle. And, um, you know, the, the other things that you got to keep in mind, too, is, um, and I kind of tried to explain it on my Facebook page, but, uh, you know, some people took it a little bit in the wrong way, and it, it definitely wasn't meant to be like that. It was meant to, um, to educate people as far as, you know, if uh, um, there's, there's a safe way to do things as far as if the animals need to be um, at a cooler temperature for like a week or two. Um, so mm-hmm. that they, you know, so that they can be safe and, and well taken care of and healthy. I mean, uh, it, I mean, it, it's not like I have a bunch of $10 leopard geckos. It's not that, you know, monetary value should yeah, affect anything, but, you know, a lot of the animals in my collection are, are very, very expensive. And, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't want anything to happen to them. Uh, even, even if, let, let's say that this was about the money to me, which is, you know, it's not. I, I love my animals. I love playing with the genetics. I love everything about it. If it was about the money, I would have got out long ago because, you know, it's definitely a, a hard road to, to go down. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, just, just from a monetary value of, of my collection, like, there, there's certain animals in my collection that are priceless. I mean, they, they really are. And then, you know, mm-hmm. even if you were to put a price on, you know, some of these animals, I mean the, the hard wiki, for instance. I mean they're they're two to two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars a piece, like and that's for like babies typically. I mean and they're they're not that easy to come by. And to have the amount of them that I do, like I don't want anything to happen to them. Like I I feel the responsibility to reproduce these things in captivity so more people can enjoy them. And like that is right. like my main goal especially with these subspecies. And, I mean, John Scarborough will tell you the same thing, that he, he, he and I definitely feel a huge responsibility to the, the, the leopard gecko keepers of, you know, the, the United States, basically. I mean, Europe, Europe, they have them. But, I mean, me and John literally are, you know, the, the two collections in the U.S. that we have most of the subspecies. And and it, it's definitely a a goal of ours to reproduce them so that other people can enjoy them. And, and, and it's a big responsibility that, like, too. It, it, exactly. And you know, mm-hmm. I would never do anything that would you know hurt the animals or it, the, even the health of the animals or the well-being of the animals. And you know, you, you add into that monetary value, and for people to even think that I would you know be abusing them. It is just it's just crazy to me. I mean, I've, I I I talked to um, I talked to Ron Tremper about the move. I talked to John Scarborough about the move. 
Um, I've, you know, picked the brains of biologists that have studied these animals in the wild. Um, you know, I, I've, I've talked to, uh, you know, John Boone, who is one of, has one of the rarest collections of geckos in the world about, you know, just the, the physiological effects of, you know, you know, temperature and stuff like that with these animals so that the animals were in the, in the best condition that they could be in um, for mm-hmm. this whole transition. Because it, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it, it's one thing if, you know, uh, if you're if you have sick animals in the first place and started off with sick animals. I mean, this, this month was, there. This, this move was coming months in advance, and, and I knew it. And, I mean, I literally planned for it for months. I mean, it was literally, you know, we got to get the, the females, you know, off-breeding. We need them to stop laying eggs. We need to get them beat back up and, you know, ready to go for this move that they're, you know, if, if need be, that they can go without food for, you know, a week or two. And, you know, mm-hmm. leopard geckos are, are very, very resilient animals. And I, I think Marsha can even, you know, attest to this, that back in the day, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, the the protocol for, you know, <laughs> breeding leopard geckos was you literally put them at 40 or 50 degrees for three or four months. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was... And, and that was the protocol back then. So, you know, whatever people If you are could like, get you know, it down that low, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, uh, you know, 70, 75 degrees is still, you know, warm for these guys. I mean, I, I've actually talked to somebody, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say their name because I don't want them getting bashed for anything either, that uh, is, is an old-time breeder, and they literally told me that uh, they went down to their cold room once and their water bowl was frozen, oh, and, the yeah. gecko, and the leopard gecko was, you know, sitting there looking at them, just like, hey, yeah. you know, wait, what's going on? It, you know what I mean? So I, I think a lot of people um, don't realize, um, you know, the conditions that these, guys, that these animals actually live in in the wild. I mean, uh, my friend Carsten uh, Grammermeer, uh, uh, he's from Germany, right? Martin? Yeah, he's a great friend of yeah. mine, too. What a, yeah. you know, what, a, what, an, what a knowledgeable person. You know? Exactly. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's told me about how they live in the wild and what they can take in the wild. And, you know, even John has talked to people over there that, you know, go and collect these things in the wild. Uh, you know, the <laughs> ones that were, you know, quote, unquote, allowed to collect. Um, but, <laughs> uh, the uh, you know, they, they said during certain times of the times of the year or even in bad weather, you will never find a Ublephron gecko out in the open. And, and that's just just a fact. They they literally find a, a small crevice and, and they hide and they Forever, yeah. stay there. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll stay there for months. And <laughs> know. Know, it's, uh, so so to you know think of these animals as you know dogs or cats or anything like that that they need a you know huge backyard or a huge house to roam around in. Like it, it's it's kind of silly in the first place. Um, you know it's it, it, and. You know, the, and, and I'm not condoning that, you know, people should keep leopard geckos in deli cups. Like, I'm definitely not condoning that at all for, for long periods of time. But in a pinch and during a move, like, this is the correct way to do it. And, and, and literally, you've got to plan for it. I mean, you've got you to gotta beef them up. You've got to, you know, stop feeding them at, at, at a certain point. Then you have to turn the heat off. 
You have to let them, you know, defecate and, and, and release everything from their gut. And then, mm-hmm. you know, literally, then you just have to make sure that they, they have enough humidity, that they don't, that they're well hydrated, well cleaned. And, you know, and, and that's, that's the main thing that you need to remember. I mean, if, if, you, if you let food in the animal's gut and, you know, it stays in there and starts rotting, that's whenever it creates the health issue. Mm-hmm. So there, there, is a, there, there is a way to do things so that you're not creating the health issues. And, you know, talking to a few people, they actually think that, you know, cooling of the leopard geckos is actually very beneficial to them as well as far as, uh, you know, like bacterial infections and stuff like that, that they can actually um, do much better because at a cooler temperature, the bacteria doesn't grow. It gives the animals time, um, their immune system time, their gut flora to, to basically fight it off. And whenever the animal, you know, comes back out of cooling, they're actually much healthier and much better than what they, when they went into cooling. And, you know, I definitely want to put this out there too is that, you know, the, the cupping of the animals, it wasn't to cool them. Like, it, you know, I, I never actually cool my animals, um, which, you know, a lot of people back in the day did, and, you know, some people still do. But, like, I, I just, it, I, it's kind of out of laziness, I think, that I just don't even turn the racks off. I just keep them at the same temperature all year round, and, you know, that's just how I've always done things. But it would be interesting to see um, how the effects of a, of a cooling can affect you know, even even the reproduction of the animals, the the health and vigor of the animals, the health of the babies even, like after mm-hmm. you bring them out of pooling, what that effect would actually have on these animals. And, you know, that that's gonna be kind of the interesting thing with, you know, my collection this year is is how how is the breeding season going to go? Because of of, of the move, like the, the new environment, the temperatures are gonna be different, the humidities are gonna be different. Um, did the move affect them that much? Did it not affect them? Did it affect them in a positive way, in a negative way? Um, those are all things that, you know, I'm definitely going to uh, figure out, um, you know, through this Well, process. you know, there are, there are many species uh, of geckos that don't do well breeding unless they are cooled. Exactly, like the the uh, you know the Australian Aussie geckos, uh, yep. fat tails, um, you know, definitely benefit from cooling. Um, I think that especially if we're talking about the health of, you know, of our animals and that kind of thing, yeah, I think we really need to understand a little bit more about that. But, you know, consider this. I mean, um, I mean, somebody will probably tell me I'm a bad breeder, but, uh, you know, I've lost animals. I've had escapees loose for, I had one for almost three months you know, in, in the house with no heat, on no heat. And when I finally found her, she was a little a little on the thin side. But it's like it was it was nothing. Of course I didn't feed her until uh, you know, until I got to you know, got uh got her belly warmed up for a couple of days and get her, her you know, system going again. But I mean she was no worse for the wear. And, and actually, Marsha, I, I think that's um, unfortunately where our community is lacking is we're all so afraid of talking about the taboo things that we don't bring them up, even though all of us are, 
are probably going through, you know, or, or have gone through similar issues, but we don't bring it up in public because of the stigma of, oh, my gosh, that person has a sick animal or, you know, or, or something like that. Um, oh, it, absolutely. I have, I've had, um, I've always been one to share my successes as well as my failures, um, Matter of fact, it, I know this show isn't about me, but I do know that one breeder in particular, uh, everybody loves him, and he just said, Marsha, aren't you afraid you're going to ruin your reputation when you post, you know, this stuff? And I, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Why should I be worried? It's, you know, if we all can learn from this, chances are I've had people just sigh and say, oh, thank God you brought that up because, you know, and and I think we need to, you know, and but it's a shame that we have to be so worried about our reputations or what people are going to say or do. Um, I don't know. It, it's, 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 pre- it's preventing us from sharing information and, and learning everything that we can from each other exactly. just because people are afraid. So I'm glad you brought yeah. that up, Matt. Yeah. and it's, uh, um, let, me jump, let me jump in for a second, guys. Um, you know, Matt, I, I saw everything that you were going through with your move and everything, and, um, you know, and just from what you've explained, it sounds like you were tested to the max with this move. Oh. Like, like, like you said, you know, Murphy's Law, Murphy came to the party and brought all his friends, and, you know, it's like, Dude, I, I mean, I think you handled it really well. Um, I mean, I mean, I saw your animals at the show. They looked terrific. They didn't look any worse for wear. Um, in fact, I actually saw you unpacking them, and I could tell that um, the deli cups were had moisture in them. So the so you had misted them. There was they were getting adequate moisture and water. Um, I mean, they, the the geckos look beautiful. So you know, I think I mean, in hindsight, I'm sure you're you're probably wishing maybe you explained a little bit more. I mean, I don't know um, about it, but I, I think. People may have gotten the wrong idea about some of some of the process of your move, and uh, you know that's a little unfortunate. But I think now that you've given a, given everybody a full explanation on what happened and 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 why everything happened and how you did it so well and and how the animals, you know, just made it through perfectly. I mean, that, that, I think that's great. I think that's what the community needed was yeah to know like you know the details of your move because you know. I, I remember your initial posts on Facebook, and they didn't have all these crazy details. And yeah, I know what it's like um, trying to get contractors to do something. They'll tell you two weeks and <laughs> two months, two months later, nothing's done. And you know, it's it, it, I can imagine. And plus that, plus all the other stresses that life has today. Um, you know, I got it. I actually give you credit for for handling things as good as you do, you know, with your personality. You know what I mean? I think you handle things pretty, well, I think you handle things pretty damn good, dude. Well, 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 uh, definitely thank you very much, Dave. And, well, um, you know, moving moving in and of itself, just moving, is it, it just is so disruptive of your, to your life. Just oh, moving yeah. Yeah. It, it at all is, is yeah. oh, my gosh. And then when you've got complications like this on top. Oh yeah. And I'm sure and you would have uh, liked to have done it in one day if you could have, right? If you could have done oh, it in oh, one definitely. day, you would have done definitely. it. Right? If I could have, if I could have, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is where you just get in that machine and you go from one place to another, I, I would have done that. <laughs> I mean, 
It, I wish I wish that stuff. I wish I could have just snapped my fingers, and you know, my my room here was in Connecticut, and it, it just doesn't happen that way. And it's uh, and you know, th- th- these are just the details that like I'll tell people. I mean, there there's you oh, know yeah, even more, more that like we we definitely don't have time in this two hour show to go through. Um, but it's uh, you know, it, it's definitely one of those things that you you'll definitely be tested. And I mean. You know, I, I kind of wrote on there that, you know, I, you know, I was having, you know, issues of, like, the, the anxiety of all this stuff. And, you know, and, oh. and it's one of those things that, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even type what I just told you guys because even just typing it would take too long for people to read it. I mean, it literally took yeah. me, what, 25, 25 minutes to explain it, like, as I was talking that fast. Like, could you imagine trying to read that? Like, I, I would have been like, I okay, know. that's, you know, five paragraphs, I'm done reading this, this is, you know, this this made me tired just reading it. Like so, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know, it, it's definitely that thing that you know you you don't know what it's like until you're in that person's shoes. And you know, I didn't want to tell everybody and worry everybody and you know make it you know super crazy. And then you know, whenever I uh, and then you know, I, I was just a glutton for punishment. I was like, oh yeah, let's do some auctions on top of this. And you know, two days of that and. and I mean, like, and, and actually, you know, to be totally honest with you, the, the, the straw that kind of broke the camel's back was there started to be some issues on the second day with, you know, some people, like, like bidding and then, like, retracting their bids and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, you know, I, I'm just going to, you know, cancel the auctions and, you know, I'll just, you know, do this after I get the move done and everything like that. And, and then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, whenever, you know, I cancel it out of, out of, out of nowhere, people are like, oh, what happened? And then the rumors start flying. And it, it, it wasn't that, like, you know, that the animals weren't ready to be sold. It was Matt was definitely going insane at that point. And, and, and not even knowing what, you know, what day it was. I mean, it was just, it, it was all, and it still is kind of a blur because, you know, I'm still in the process of this. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm still, I'm in Pennsylvania right now and literally have to go back tomorrow and, you know, work on the animals more. And then I've got to come back out here. And, you know, it, it's definitely a process that still is not done yet. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, like I said on, you know, on my Facebook post, like there's definitely the light at the end of the tunnel, but it is, it is definitely not done. And then, then to complicate it with, you know, the other stuff that's going on, I mean, it, it just makes it even even more compounded, and you know that's that's what people you know definitely don't see because you know I'm a, it, it's one of those things that like I try to post as much as possible out there like of, of what's going on, but you know that that's just the tip of the iceberg for for a lot of stuff, and you know it, it definitely um, you know I definitely touched on you know mental health being, you know, an issue in in the world, basically. And there, there's a lot of people that suffer from mental health. And, I you know, be, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I, I definitely don't suffer from it all the time. But, like, this, this type of stress will definitely push you to your limits. And, you know, you'll, you'll definitely find, um, you know, how far you can, you can definitely go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it actually... It, it actually um, was kind of a good thing, um, you know, and it, it, it's kind of weird how, you know, things happen that sometimes, you know, the worst imaginable things that you think a person could be going through, um, you know, at a time, 
it actually can turn out to be one of the most positive things. And that's, that's definitely what's mm-hmm. going on right now is, you know, I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and now it, it, it's one of those things, you know, you get those people that, you know, want to prove you wrong, and then you're like, okay, now there's my motivation again. And, you know, now let's, uh, you know, let's crank it back into high gear and, and show these people what can really happen. And, and that's, that's what's going to happen with the collection this year. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I kind of, in a way, took a little bit of the year off last year as far as, you know, how creative I got and stuff like that, just because I knew that the the move was inevitable. It was coming. Like, I knew that it was coming. Um, you know, market trends, stuff like that. I didn't want to get too crazy. Um, but, you know, with the new facility, you're going to see, you're going to, it's, it's going to get cranked up a notch. And, you know, it's, it's like Marsha saw before, um, you know, with, with, with that last major, you know, hurdle and, and influence of the, uh, wow, I got real static. Um, the, uh, you know, that was, my that last was my major fault, hurdle. Oh, that's okay. With the last major hurdle, like you, you, you crank it up a notch, and and that's that's definitely what's going to happen here. Is um, you know, it, it's definitely going to get you know more serious, and it's it's it, you're going to see some crazy stuff. I can definitely guarantee you guys that. Um, in well, in the next, two I like years. to hear that that kind of stuff. Yeah. that's kind of like what happened to me, man. You know, with with the radio show. You know, I thought it was the worst thing in the world what what happened to my old show, but look what came out of it. Um, yep. Just just amazing what you know and i I gotta tell you to reiterate what you were saying about you know people's and being stressed out and you know people being depressed today if you're not if you're not stressed out if you're not upset if you're not even a little bit depressed about what's going on in the world today (laughs) you're crazy you're completely crazy yeah yeah what's wrong with you seriously you you better get checked out if if you're happy every day and and smiling and laughing every day, and then you you probably may be insane. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's like well, you another know thing too I is don't know. that well, you know, exhaustion exhaustion in and of itself is you know there's a huge difference in being physically exhausted and mentally or emotionally exhausted, mm-hmm. and I think people can deal with you know, physical exhaustion a lot easier than they can with uh, the emotional aspect or the psychological aspect. When you're just, when you've hit the wall, emotionally, mentally, physically, um, you know, all, all these parts of us are, are, you know, try to, we got to get them to try to work together, right? And yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing more exhausting than, than being some calls? mentally some calls or emotionally what exhausted. Do you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, throw some callers on. Let's uh, let's do this. Okay. All right. Caller from the five seven five seven. I'm not sure if they're calling in to listen or not, but we'll see. Um, caller from the five seven zero area code. You're live on Echo Nation Radio. Hi, caller. Are you there? <laughs> All right. I think they're just they're just listening. Okay. I'll take this other call. All right, call it from the 336 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, what's up, Dave? It's Glenn. Can oh, you hear hey, me? Glenn, what's up? Oh, not yeah. much, man. I was just calling in to talk to Matt and, you know, tell him uh, thank you for your service in the military and all the videos and stuff you guys do on YouTube, man. I appreciate it. 
Oh, no problem, Glenn. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it's definitely kind of weird, like the, the the military thing. I I I still think that I didn't uh, you know do as much as as some. So uh, I definitely appreciate it. But uh, you know, the real the real heroes are the you know the, the guys that are you know definitely made the that career thing, or you know our 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 men and women that uh, you know. Uh, it got hurt overseas or or any of that stuff. I I I feel like I just did the thing that anybody you know should do is you know be in for a couple of years and you know I think we should all have to go through that. But uh, the the real heroes are the you know the guys that uh, you know that they stay in there forever and or or the the people that um, you know definitely the the wounded or or the people that don't make it back. Those are those are our real heroes. Oh, uh, you mm-hmm. swore in, man. Well so you're good in my book. But uh, do but, you have uh, any questions there, Glenn? I just wanted to thank you guys for your hard work, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Is this Glenn, uh, Glenn? Is this Glenn Fil- Filchin? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, hey, Glenn. It's good to finally talk to you, dude. Oh yeah, man. Y'all have a good night. Okay, you too. All right. Glenn. See you in the group. Okay. All right. Later. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn's pretty active in um, in the Gecko Nation group. Uh, he's a nice guy. All right. Um, there is an, another caller here. Um, I'm not sure if they're listening or not, but we're going to try anyway. Um, caller from well, it's the 570 area code again. Let's try it again. Caller from the 570, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hi, guys. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> How are you? Hey, I'm great. <laughs> I'm loving this you're, whole you're... Uh, Tuesday night. What's up? Oh, cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep, we can hear you. Clear. Yeah. Okay. My my phone has been like crazy wonky lately, so I didn't. I was just doing laundry and listening to you guys. So it was. Oh, cool. I was kind of listening yeah, more but... than I. I don't have like way too many questions. I know. Um, I'm really excited about the beard contest. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's really nice to hear the, the business aspects and, like, the reality of things, like Matt was saying. I, I really like to hear, like, the, the real world of what it's like because a lot of people, they keep some, just a couple pet geckos, and they don't realize, like, what the breeders on larger scales go through and, like, I've always dreamed to be on that type of level, but to not know all of the stuff behind it, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's nice having you guys share those experiences so that way we can all learn from it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate, um, like, the idea, like you were saying, Marsha, about sharing those and not being afraid to, like, because, I mean, it's yeah, nice to know uh, that you can't... Yeah, Because, I mean, you can read that stuff in books, it seems like. Like, oh, like, this can happen or that can happen. With, but it's nice to get back to the roots of, like, the educational aspect of it because you get the newbies. And I can't... I mean, I'm, I'm, I've only bred maybe a year or two. Like, I'm kind of more of a newbie, you know what I mean? I've, but I've been watching for years mm-hmm. and trying to learn as much as I can before I would ever get in that deep on, like, a large scale. But it's just the the things that I read in books, they cover 
some stuff, but not. I mean, there's no book for this. You know what I but mean? But you know, like, isn't that the way think, it is in life, though? If you think about it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> practical experience is where we really get our education. Is, yep. is yeah, you know, in, pra- in the practical aspect of things. Yep. And it, uh, and unfortunately, in this day and age of you know Facebook and all the media and stuff like that, um, is you know. Anybody with a keyboard in a leopard gecko thinks they know everything about them. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the hard part is, you know, distinguishing the people that actually know what the heck they're talking about and the people that are, you know, have, you know, read too many online posts, basically. And, I mean, right. that's, and that's, that's probably the hardest part about, you know, trying to make it everything out there for people is they'll take bits of one thing and bits of another, mix them all together, and, you know, that's what it is. Whenever, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that could be actually the most detrimental thing to the animal. And I, I think that's where, you know, the hard part actually lies is where a lot of people won't talk about this stuff because they don't want to give information out that could hurt, you know, somebody else's animal either. So, well, I mean, that's it, true. It, there's, there's, yeah. there's things that all of us breeders do that we wouldn't necessarily recommend, <laughs> you know, <laughs> A yeah, lot of other people yeah. doing, and because it's, it is, it can be risky, or it it, it just is so. Um, it's something that has to be demonstrated and not explained, or you know that kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's wow. Uh, the callers, callers are going crazy. We've got like thirty people in the call queue. Really? <laughs> oh, let's, let's take yeah. some. Let's, let's 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 hurry this up. Let's hurry this up. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Sorry. All right. Thanks, Amanda. I talk All to right, you soon. thanks, thanks for, for calling, you guys. Yeah, yep, thanks, thanks. thank right. you. Well, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Time. Bye, Mandy. Uh, Mandy is, uh, uh, and she's been promoted to admin of Gecko Nation. So congratulations, uh, Mandy. Yeah, no, All right, and, and she, uh, she's going to do a great. She's going to do a great job there as well. Yeah, she's cool. All right, um, caller from the nine oh seven area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey. 907. This is Marcy. Hey, who's this? <laughs> hey, hey, Marcy. How are you? Yeah, this is Marcy. Hi. How, how is everybody today? Good, good. Marcy, good. How, are you? good. How, how cold is it up uh, there in Alaska? Um, right now, it's a balmy 41. Wow. Boy, get out your Bermuda shorts and your flip-flops. Yeah, Roach cow, roach cow, roach cow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, I actually think that I'm uh, getting sick. So normally I run like really hot, and I'm always telling everybody it's really warm. I feel really warm, um, and I'm like wrapped in a a robe, and I'm like I feel really cold. So I actually think I'm getting sick. So even 41 feels cold for me today. So yeah. Well, before you get sick, do you have a question for Matt? Um, I just wanted to say that um, I'm really glad that you were able to do the show today, Matt. And um, I think that uh, all things uh, said and done at the end of the day, that um, no matter what transpires throughout everything throughout the day, um, I appreciate all of the things that you've done for the community. You've done some incredible educational videos that 
have inspired I don't even know how many. Oh, yeah. Um, and that you have the support of a lot of people in the community. And I think that um, you sitting down and being able to share exactly how everything transpired um, for the people that don't know you or don't know what exactly happened, um, I think maybe this will give them an opportunity to rethink their um, initial uh, reaction a little better. At least I hope they do. Um, but you definitely bring a tremendous amount uh, to the community. And the, you know, after I uh, had my first Betco Leopard Gecko, um, uh, I started looking at Leopard Geckos on Facebook. And your page was the first page that I looked at. And I remember turning my laptop around and showing my husband, look at this gecko, it's $200. This one's 800 And he'd just look at me like I was insane, you know. And um, he just, uh, you know, couldn't get over the fact that someone would pay that much for a gecko. But it really inspired me because I was really enamored with these little geckos. And it's one of the, like, jumping off points for me of just looking at your geckos was a, a point that I really started falling for leopard geckos and having the one that I did. And so I just, I hope that you keep going forward with doing everything that you do and doing so well and knowing that you've got the support of a lot of people in the community. So, Well, I, I definitely appreciate it, Marcy. And that's, uh, it, it's actually very, you know, humbling to, you know, to hear that from other people in the community, special, especially other people that I, I definitely respect in the community. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be great, um, you know, because, uh, you know, part of, you know, you know, me inspiring you um, and, and now look at, uh, you know, how crazy your business has become as well. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about. It's the the effects that you have on future generations <laughs> of people in this. And, and it really is. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm not Very saying generations as, as in, like, younger generations. I'm saying, like, anybody. I mean, they could be older than me. And, you know, just to give them, you know, that, uh, that extra fire um, to, to do something that maybe they wouldn't have done ever before. You, you know what I mean? That's the, you know, that, that's the, the biggest gift that any of us can give to anybody else is, you know, that, that next generation of people that are going to come through. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, and especially to teach them. I mean, that's definitely the thing that I've, um, you know, tried to do as much as possible is, is, is teach the next generation because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, it's, uh, I think it was a, a quote in Rocky Balboa is um, a legacy is something that you get instead of getting paid. And that is so very true um, that you become a legend for the things that you do, not as a business, but as your impact on the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well, cool. And I think... Uh, Dave, you've got two two people on the show. I want to say a quick thank you to uh, Miss Marcia too, because she definitely is going to uh, leave the entire community with some incredible things um, as well. And I just have to 
say a quick shout out to Miss Marcia because she's probably one of the people that I admire most in the Baker community. No offense to you, Matt, but I absolutely love Miss Marcia. <laughs> no, that, that's, perfect, that's perfectly fine because uh, I, I adore her as well. So I, I actually I share your sentiments. I was hoping we were going to make Matt cry tonight. Oh, yeah, right. That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. It is true that that Matt has just made a, 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 an amazing contribution to the community, um, and his he's he certainly is his his uh, in, he's inspiring. He he, uh, he even though he's uh, he may be worn out right now, but he he's got a lot of energy, you know, to put into this, and he has, and he will continue to do that, and so. We can't lose sight of the people that, you know, um, like him that and and David too for this show that you know that really put 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 it put it out there put uh, of our of ourselves and their selves and uh, you know to make it happen. Um, the energy involved is just astronomical and, and it's contagious too. Energy is contagious. Thank you, Marcia. Cool. All right, Marcy. Thank you so much for calling in. And Marcy, why don't you quick tell everybody what we what you put together recently? Oh, um, I recently um, uh, put online the uh, Gecko uh, Nation uh, Market, and I posted the link on the Gecko Nation page. And basically, it's a, a marketplace where you can go purchase um, Gecko Nation shirts. It's not just uh, Gecko Nation or Gecko Nation radio uh, products. There's um, basically, you know, kind of like I love Gecko um, uh, products there as well. <clears throat> and so uh, one of the things that uh, you can do is go purchase many different things. We will have uh, members of the community uh, submitting different photographs so that we can make um, designs that, go on there, they all are going to have to be kind of approved and releases signed so that we know that no one will come back and say, hey, that's my image and blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, <laughs> basically, um, it's going to be kind of a community group where we can have like, you know, extraordinarily awesome gecko, you know, t-shirts, bags, drink bottles, baby bibs, you name it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I just didn't have the time to do it, and I, I'm glad you thought about it and, you know, just spearheaded the whole operation. So that's awesome. I really appreciate it. Definitely. It was Definitely. fun to make happen. So thank you very much, Dave, for all you do and all the hard work with the show. So, And thanks for putting yeah. on this special one today. I think it was really needed. Cool. Yeah, we'll be doing more of them. Don't worry. Thanks, much, Dave. Right, cool. Bye-bye. All right. Take Bye, care. Marcy. Bye, Marcy. Bye-bye. Okay, we got about 10 more minutes. I think we can squeeze in at least one more caller here. Uh, caller from the, let's see, where's the, okay, caller from the 317 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, David, Matt, Marsha. Thanks for uh, picking Hi. my call, David. Yeah, no problem. Mike. Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? Riquette. Yeah, I called him the other day and talked to Marsha. Um, so I do have a question for Matt, but uh, I just wanted to tell you, Matt, that uh, you and uh, David and Marsha and like Gary and Wally Kern, you guys have been a big inspiration to me, and I was probably introduced to you guys through Gecko uh, Land Radio, um, you know, the lost episodes. So um, uh, I've watched probably a billion of your videos, 
And I think every time I watch one of your videos, Matt, I think of like 10 more questions that I want to ask you. <laughs> but uh, I, I noticed I was on your page the other day, and I noticed you put the pictures that my son and I took with you at Tinley in Sasobex Club. So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and, you know, anybody that gets their uh, – that once their picture taken with me, like at a show, like I'll, uh, and, and sends me the picture, I'll, I'll, I'll throw them in there, definitely. Yeah, he, he, Matt gave a, a shirt to my son. And I was like, well, he can't just have one, so uh, I had to go ahead and buy one for myself too. So <laughs> I went ahead and put it on, and went back and told Matt he had to take a picture with me. But my nice, question definitely. for you, Matt, well, okay. one of man, many, I'll just give you okay. one. Um, right. If you had an animal that you said it was Tremper and you wanted to prove that, that it was, wasn't hat for bell or hat for rainwater, how would you do that? Because uh, this seems like a pretty tricky thing when you're hatching out albinos, and you know, I, I've always thought that maybe the phenotype could change if you would um, bred father to the son you know, generations down the line, that you might actually lose that look of a bell or a tremper or a rainwater in the offspring. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, is the is the original animal a, a tremper, and you're trying to see if it is uh, for bell or rainwater? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Like I watched your tug snow video that you were proving out, but I was like, well, what okay. if you had an albino you wanted to prove out? Um, I mean, basically, with the with proving out an albino is you're basically just going to breed it to those other the other two strains of albino like straight up, and then if you get any albinos out of that, um, <laughs> then there there's something missing there. There there's something wrong. Um, and then you can kind of figure it out which one is is the one that uh, uh, it is it, it is the, the the one that's wrong, either the male or the female. And you know what I always tell people is, you know, it's it's definitely better to have females that you know the genetics of, and then test breed out your male, um, just because the amount of babies that a male can produce over the the babies that a female can produce. Um, right. And you know that's. That that's the main thing is if you're if you're trying to prove uh, you know an albino out against the other two albinos you just breed it straight up to the the other two strains of albinos but then you know that definitely you know puts responsibility on you as finding homes for those animals that mm-hmm. are the double that that are the double heads um, but you know there's you know there, there's there's always you know kids that you know want pet leopard geckos and stuff like that so that you know as long as they're taking that, taken out of, you know, a, a breeding situation, you, you should be fine. Um, and, you know, just kind of uh, make sure that it's, you know, not used as a breeder anymore. It's, it's the animal's used as a pet. Yeah, I guess I would just have to have a lot of confidence in that female then to make sure she wasn't het because then it, you'd it, really it, be messed up. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, if, but if, like, say she was het for Tremper, like, it, say, say the female was a bell het for tremper and you didn't realize she was a het for tremper and you bred her to a tremper and an albino popped out, you would know that something's wrong in the pairing. That, that's, right, that's one of the two. Thing. Yeah, right. okay. and, then, and then, then you can, you know, definitely, you know, figure it out from there or just take both animals out of the, out of the breeding, if, right. if okay. you know what I mean. Um, sure. that, that's why I always recommend to, you know, do a, a couple, you know, females of the same thing just in case one of the females might be messed up, um, then then it's, then you're not throwing away your male as well, type of thing. Um, if, right. if, if if you have if you have random genetics and stuff, basically. Well, cool. No, Thank no you, Matt. one is immune to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is- no one, no one's immune, and um, it, it can definitely pop out anywhere. Um, but it's 
it's definitely our responsibility as breeders to, yeah. to you know, try to make them as clean as possible. And I think, uh, you know, even just from, like, simple line breeding of, like, you know, dad back to, you know, daughters, stuff like that, like, anything that's going to pop out, you know, or anything that can pop out will pop out. Um, so it's, it's just all about how you're doing your breeding, um, whether you, you can have it pop out very, very quickly and figure it out. Like, a lot of my projects, they kind of stay in, in the same groupings so that I can definitely tell what's in them and stuff like that. It's, it, it's, it's definitely very, very involved. And, you know, unfortunately we don't have, you know, enough time to talk about it. Maybe we can do that on the roundtable discussion. Um, again, so that, uh, you know, everybody can have that for uh, a, a file for later. But uh, definitely, Mike, I'll have to get you uh, my phone number, and we'll definitely uh, talk more about all the questions we have on, you know, on everything, basically. Oh, that'd be cool, Matt. Thanks. Definitely. No problem. No problem. All right. Later, Mikey. Take care. Hey, Mike. All right. All right. We got about four minutes left, Matt. Um, why don't we? Uh, why don't you have us uh, take a like about a minute and a half to two minutes to uh, give us some closing remarks, and then I I'll do the uh, the outro plug. Okay. Um, let's see here <laughs> where to start. Well, first of all, I want to definitely thank the, the both of you, um, for, you know, being on the, on the show with me tonight. Um, and oh, definitely want to thank, um, you know, thank all of the, the people that, you know, watch all the YouTube videos that like the Facebook page. Um, you know, a couple big milestones that are coming up with both of them. Um, my, uh, YouTube page will hit, uh, a million views and I think it's like, uh, 7,000 more views or something like that. Wow. Which is absolutely in- incredible. To think That's that, great, you know, Matt. Yeah. To, to, to think that, you know, somebody's actually, like, people have watched me a million times. Like, I, I, I still don't, like, you know, get that kind of thing. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm definitely not the one to think that I'm famous. Like, it's, uh, you know, I tie my shoes just like everybody else and, and, um, so that that's pretty crazy, and then the the ten thousand like mark for the Facebook page is pretty pretty crazy as well. Um, so I definitely want to you know <laughs> give a thanks to you know the community as a whole, and you know definitely the the community as a whole for their support for the last you know month or two um, while I'm going through this large transition, and um, you know hopefully soon I'll be back and you know better than ever and you know ready to go and show you guys some crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, that, that, that's my biggest thing is to, you know, to thank the community for being there um, so that I can, so that I can share myself with. And that's, uh, that's um, you know, that's, that's the best thing about it in, is that you can really lose yourself in it. And, um, you know, th- their lives can be hard. And if they can lose their self in something for even a few hours a day where, you know, their life isn't that hard. That's, that's what it should all be about. And it's like Marcia said, like, you know, the, the networking and the friends that we have is, is large. It's huge. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I definitely acquired a few more friends over the, uh, over the past few days. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely very, very thankful for them and for their support and just even being an ear to listen to and, you know, let me complain to them. You know what I mean? Because it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, one of those things that, you know, n- nobody's life's perfect and mine's definitely not. Like I, I saw a comment where, um, you know, somebody was kind of saying that, uh, you know, my life's perfect because I'm a gecko breeder. Uh, 
uh, excuse me, like it's definitely not perfect because I'm a leopard gecko breeder. If, if anything, it's more stressed. Um, oh, boy, so, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, I, I don't want to harp on that, but, you know, the, the thing is, um, you know, as a community, have fun and have fun with the people in your community and, you know, try to be nice to each other and, and don't shit on each other. Uh, sorry for swearing there, but, you know, don't defecate okay. on each other. Um, that's, because, not a bad, that's not a bad, that's not a word. Yeah, because, because you don't know um, what, bur- what bridge that may burn for later. And, you know, you don't know who's watching. And a lot of times everybody's watching. And, you know, we're, we're all in a position with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what we definitely have to be mindful of. And, um, you know, have fun, but be mindful of, you know, the effects that it can, that it can have. And that's mm-hmm. probably my, you know, closing statement is, oh, and other than that, I'm going to kick Dave's butt in uh, this beard growing contest because I'm not shaving. <laughs> I'm going duck. I'm, I'm going duck dynasty. Oh. He's definitely, he's definitely going to be shaving before me. <laughs> no so, uh, way, dude. Yeah. My, my beard is going to be down to my feet before I shave. Put <laughs> <laughs> some ruffled silkin on you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, everybody tune into that. That, that should be fun, um, you know. Yeah, well, let's tell them what it is. It is. They, they, yeah, they don't know what it is, so why don't you tell them what the, con- what the, the contest is? Well, well, basically the contest kind of started off as a joke um, for, for Movember, um, which is, you know, Men's Health Awareness Month uh, where people grow facial hair, blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of said, you know, I'm, not, you know, I'm just going to let my facial hair grow for the whole month. And Dave was like, well, maybe we should make a competition of this. And I was like, grant. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, what it, what it actually evolved into is the loser, which the loser is going to be determined by who shaves first. It doesn't matter the, you know, how long your beard is or anything like that. It's, or how patchy, because mine's going to be really patchy. Um, it's going to be who shaves first. Um, we're going to do, you know, a picture a week. Uh, mine might get pretty funny just because I'm a comedian. And, um, <laughs> but, but I promise not to show anybody my bare butt um, in this because uh, it's about the facial hair and not my butt hair. But uh, anyway, um, the, uh, basically the, the, the winner is the last person to shave. Um, so the loser is going to be the first person to shave. And the, the loser has to donate $100 to the winner's charity of choice, um, which mine will be defending the blue line again. Um, that's what Dave will have to pay $100 to. And mm-hmm. um, the, the other thing is they have to write on their forehead or, or, or actually... Uh, no, they, on their, they on their bar- profile pic. Yeah, on their, on their profile pic, they have to write, I was owned by the other one's name and leave it up there for a week. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, a, a fun competition. Um, and a, actually, I, I thought that it, was a, it had to be written on your head, Dave. Like, that, that was the original um, thing, I don't, we but, don't, Well, we didn't, we didn't make that point official. So we can, we oh, can okay. add okay. little things to it if we – this is yeah, going to be – we have, we have years. We have years to, oh, yeah. um, to, oh, tweak, yeah, to tweak this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, the original one was that... Uh, Making I, up I your want, own rules as you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're just going to keep adding more stuff to this. Um, the, the original <laughs> one was, if I lost, I said that I would shave my head 
and write, I was owned by David Spine Geckos on the top of my head in the match mark. Um, but, you know, like, I, I'm not going to lose, so I won't have to do that for you guys. So. And, I, and, and I don't have hair, so I can't shave my head anyway. So I yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, you know, and it'll all be in, in fun for people. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how creative we can get uh, with the photos. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Dave and I can, um, you know, you know, make some spoofs or something like that um, to make it more interesting every week. And then you guys can, uh, you know, definitely see the pictures every week. Um, mine was definitely a goofball face today, um, along with the shirt that said something. So, um, you know, so we're, we're, we'll, we'll definitely make it fun for everybody. And uh, we'll definitely see how long this, this can last. And, and, and yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'll tell you, I, I was growing a beard a few weeks ago, and I got it pretty long, and it was really, it was at that, that really itchy stage. And I didn't have any motivation to keep it, so I just shaved it off. But um, it's been growing again for a good week and a half now, and uh, so I got, I got some good scruff going right now. So I'm, I'm kind of like a little bit ahead of you. So um, if I can get past, from what I hear from other guys with beards, if I can get past that itchy stage, after that it's not so bad. So, um, you know, it's, it's just getting past that, that month where it itches, and then you're, then you're good. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. I like it. Well, I'm going to have a family of birds living in mine by next spring. So, um. <laughs> yeah, right? You'll but, have geckos uh, laying eggs in your beard. You'll have geckos oh, exactly. laying eggs in there, well, right? Then at least they'll keep them warm in there, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we're in the um we're in the recorded part of the show because when we go over the time, um the live listeners can't hear us, but we're still the episode is still recording, so we're still good. Um Okay. But yeah, we're past the two we're past the two hour mark. It's all good though. Um it was a good episode, Matt, and I like your idea about, you know, doing more um more episodes like this and you know, they don't mm-hmm. always have to be formal interviews and Marsha's a good idea. We should just like have regular um, episodes where we just talk and whatever, you know, and just, you know, catch up with the community, answer questions for people that, mm-hmm. you know, have questions about care and husbandry and whatever and morph making and this and that and genetics. So, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the future of this show, and I'm glad both of you guys are a part of it. And um, I give you a lot of credit, Matt, for making it through your move, and um, I, I can only imagine how stressful it was. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you made it through. So we're all yep. going to be looking forward to, you know, this upcoming season and what she'll be showing us out there on Facebook. And like Matt was saying, um, his YouTube channel is is motivation for a lot of us to mm-hmm. uh, get involved. And it, it's part of my inspiration to do my channel. And look what happened. From his videos and my videos, we're both now so many more people are getting involved. There's more enthusiasm. So through all of this, it's a big positive thing. Um, the end result of all the struggles and all the uh, things that make this so difficult is more of you guys out there getting involved, getting enthusiastic, getting interested. So, you know, the way I like to tell people is get at least one other person involved, and then we double the community with every new member. So, you know, it's it's great. So that's the last, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, I'll I'll let you guys go. I'm going to play the last the ending plug, and um, we'll do this again soon. All right. Sounds great. 
Sounds good. All right, it thanks, all, it's, It was a pleasure, as always, to to you know hang out with you guys for this uh, couple of hours, and for all of you listeners too. Good night. Exactly. Cool. Good night. All right. Good night, folks. All right, everybody, I'm going to play um, the outro real quick. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. The jazz music you heard tonight was generously donated and created by Jeremy Turgeon of J&D Reptiles. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for the great musical pieces. You can check out Jeremy at J&D Reptiles on YouTube and on Facebook. And a very special thank you to our news anchor, graphic designer, and audio tech, Steve Barker. All the graphics, audio sponsor plugs, and music overlays were assembled by Steve. Check out Steve on YouTube at BC Barker Creations. He has some terrific videos for the herb community with amazing geckos and snakes. Please support the U.S. Herpetocultural Alliance. They are our most effective defense against legislation that threatens our rights of exotic animal ownership. Sign up for their newsletter and donate if you can at usherp.org. All right, everybody. And um, I just want to play the uh, sponsor plug one more time as well, and then I'll do my closing remarks at the very end. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by abdragons.com. is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches. Whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps, abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt Reptile Heat Tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. Razor Sharp Reptiles. Like the name suggests, Jamie Carnes has some sharp gecko and snake projects in the works. He is very well known for his work with rare species such as cave geckos, but also has some of the prettiest radar projects I've ever seen. Razor Sharp Reptiles is also known for high-end fat tails and beautiful rainwater leopard gecko morph projects. Check out RazorSharpReptiles.com online and on Facebook. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need, from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more, and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. 
Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Okay, everybody, uh, I'm back. Um, just want to say thank you all for tuning in tonight. And um, great episode, great talking with Matt. I think he uh, he cleared up a lot of things um, that uh, go on behind the scenes with such a big move. And um, I, I think that was very helpful to people that uh, just needed more information about what actually, uh, you know, happens with such a big stressful event like that. So I hope you guys benefited from it from uh, his information tonight. Um, and I hope I hope we can seriously try to uh, come together a little bit more out there and um, put aside our differences and and try to work together, like just to make a real effort to do that. Um, a lot of people put so much energy into uh, disagreements and stuff. Um, if we put that same energy into um, trying to come together, we would really have a solid uh, community where it wouldn't be so fragile and, um, you know, it would just be such a, a fun, positive thing for many of us. Um, so, I don't know. I want to leave you guys with, like, with that. Let's, let's try to make this a great thing, a fun thing, because, honestly with things in the world going on today, I don't think we're going to have this too much longer in the form that it is. So um, I'd really like to enjoy it while we still have it. All right, everyone? Take care until our next episode.